listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 225. This episode is brought to you by lovemyskivvies.com. Are you disappointed that you don't see pictures of us in underwear? Well, you should not be disappointed because you don't want to see that. But we want to support this product. That was a really weird way to introduce. (laughs) (laughs) Are you disappointed? Well, too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, too bad you don't want to see it anyway. Lovebyskivvies.com. The discount code is GGW. You guys, supporting these sponsors helps the podcast. So you can support the sponsors and support the podcast by going to lovemyskivvies.com. That's L-U-V-M-Y-S-K-I-V-V-I-E-S.com. And it's a subscription service. Claire, you're enjoying it. Yeah, I love it. Subscription service for undies. And you can choose from different styles. They also have men's. Definitely go check them out. It's my favorite subscription service. So freaking cute. Well, there's something like really, um, like you feel like you're getting yourself a present every time you get underwear in the mail. There's like just something nice about it where you're just like, oh, it's just like a nice little treat. And I get new underwear because I don't have to think about that. So thank you for supporting this amazing sponsor. It's a woman owned business and we love her. So thank you for working with lovemyskivvies.com discount code GGW. This is an episode we got to interview Lisa Bilyeu from the Chirog podcast. I initially um, found her off of the Chirog podcast, but she's also the co-founder of Quest Nutrition and the president of Impact Theory. So her husband, Tom Bilyeu, um, co-founded it with her co-founded quest nutrition with her um the the podcast that she does with cassie ho is just so much fun and they're so their dynamic is just adorable so we reached out to her and um had a really great interview with her she's just she's just lovely like i don't know what else to say about her other than she's just like a lovely person (laughs) yeah so this interview is great. We really are excited for you guys to get to hear from Lisa. She has a really interesting perspective on, you know, being um, a leader in the health industry, but also going through some really serious health issues herself and having to really prioritize um, her goals and, you know, focus on what's important rather than being focused on your her outward image and, you know, kind of the struggles that have come along with that. And, um, yeah, she is just a really great voice in our community for, like I said, kind of just having that, that focus of health and um, being, being persistent and being resilient and fighting for what you really need. So we hope that you enjoy this podcast. Um, and you can find Lisa at the Sheroic podcast, um, kind of like heroic, but with a she. So adorable. So if you love this podcast, go check her and Cassie Ho's podcast out as well, the She Rock Podcast. So here's the interview with Lisa Bilyeu. That's so great. Okay, so we're just going to dive right in if that's okay with you, Lisa. Cool. Absolutely. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So, okay, I want, I kind of want to know too, um, like what brought you to Los Angeles? Like speaking of the pull to be in LA, <laughs> I want a taste of LA. Yeah. Um, so what brought me here full time or what brought me here kind of like initially? Initially. Um, and so I have always loved filmmaking. Um, when I was around 15, I told myself I'd be the first female um, director to win Academy Award. Um, and for me, it was just like, okay, Los Angeles has to be the place. Like, there's stars everywhere. And of course, you have this fake view of what um, Hollywood is. You think, you know, I, I literally thought I was going to walk down the street and bump into like Angelina Jolie and, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was. Well, have you yet? Of- I have not. I know. Like until I, until I get to interview her, I see that as a failure on my part. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
So, and, and I just love the weather. I mean, um, you know, I think that obviously understanding like vitamins and vitamin D and things like that now. Um, but I was always like wondering, why do I feel so much better when I'm on like, like a summer vacation, like in the heat? Um, I'm Greek, so by blood, I think that I was just drawn to nice weather. Um, so yeah, LA just kind of encompassed everything that I loved. And TV and film, I know you have a background in that and that you met Tom that way, right? I did, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear the story. He was story. actually my teacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was my teacher and I came here for two months. I persuaded my dad to give me some money so that I could um, fly to Los Angeles and do an intense filmmaking course. And day one I walk in and he was my teacher and I was just like, oh, this is, you know, hot American guy. And when he finally asked me on a date, it was like, yeah, it'd be a fun story to tell your friends and, you know, the grandkids when you're old that you had this fling with this hot American guy. <laughs> um, but what I didn't realize is that I would fall absolutely head over heels in love with him. And I, I don't know if it was just both of us had our guard down because we were just very... Um, ourselves right because neither of us thought of it as going anywhere yeah so I think we were just like brutally ourselves and after kind of day one day two I was like this is so refreshing like he's so honest and I'd always met you know guys who were trying to be suave and so yeah it was really refreshing when he was like this honest guy that laid all the truth out on the line that's so funny. I love that. I want you to paint me a picture today just because we were talking about LA earlier too. Like, what did you do today? Like, give me some LA vibe. <laughs> oh, God, what did I do today? Um, my life now revolves around work. So um, I work out every single morning, Monday to Friday, very, very religiously. That's like my one time that I have just to myself. Um, I don't work out with anybody. I don't work out with my husband. I literally love to put on my headphones and just get really ingrained in like what I'm doing and the music. So I work out um, and recently I've actually started to meditate, which I always thought was very woo woo. And I never thought I was the meditation type. Um, but I've had a lot of health issues and a lot of gut and digestive issues. And um, that was one thing that I've been reading over and over again is actually meditation um, can really help. And the connection between the mind and the body is so extreme that I don't even think we understand, quite understand it even now. Um, and so I've really found that meditating or at least kind of deep breathing has really helped me get in the right um, mental space to kind of start the day after I've worked out. And then normally we film a lot. We have a studio here in our house so um once a week my husband and I do a show called relationship theory and we just talk about relationships and the mind and the psychology behind it and we've been together for now 17 years so just things that we've learned along the way on how you develop a strong relationship um so that's actually always fun because actually just an hour to spend hanging out with my husband so that's you know like the best part of the day for me yeah um and then the rest of the day is really just grinding it now um i do a lot of reviews for our show impact theory um also have the podcast the heroic podcast so it's either booking guests or scheduling or writing back to people um and then you know kind of meetings and things like that so but we all do it from our house so it's kind of nice to have that um you know that kind of chilled environment yeah there's not like a lot of rush too especially in los angeles you're not like sitting in traffic for five hours like to get somewhere <laughs> 
Yeah, oh my God. So yeah, I got in an Uber like two days ago for the first time in like a week. I hadn't left my house because we literally work from the home and everyone comes here. Yeah. And I got in an Uber and I was stuck in traffic for 45 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, like how do people handle this like what a waste of time so you know luckily I was in an uber so I just grabbed my phone and started you know working on social media and replying to comments and things but yeah it's it can be brutal <laughs> so I know that you I, I'm kind of all over, over the place with my questions but I want to know because I know that like with you and Cassie doing the Sherlock podcast I do want to know how you guys met and got started with that but um Claire and I talk so much about doing things that we enjoy uh for fitness and so I know that um, you and Cassie are really big on that too of like we come from a background of like really trying to grind out exercise and diet and be perfect and all that crap and how yeah. it just does not serve us and so like what have you learned up to this point of exercise and what serves you now uh, that's such a good question um, and you hit the nail on the head like there's so much crap out there so first of all when I was younger it was like I didn't know what to listen to there's so much um news and media and especially now with social media so much information that um i didn't know what to listen to and to be honest i just tried to listen to everything which was like the worst thing to do yeah so um as i was we're like oh you shouldn't eat you know cheese because fat's bad for you okay so i guess i don't eat cheese and so growing up i just all the information kind of hitting me wasn't necessarily the great information um and so i wasn't really like my diet was terrible i it was very much restrictive dieting um and then when we started Quest, I started to understand things like the actual biology of things and the actual um, chemistry, right? How your body reacts and how one person may be react very well to a high protein, low carb diet, but somebody else may not react well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being a part of Quest and really building Quest and um, always trying to stay on the cutting edge of technology and information, um, it was a lot of fun and I really learned a lot and it was like being in school and um, just like first-hand knowledge though and and we did blood tests a lot and then obviously the ketogenic diet started to surface um met a guy called Jim Abrams which I don't know if you know have heard of him but um he's incredible and he kind of brought to light the ketogenic lifestyle at least to myself um, he saved his son from seizures by putting him on a ketogenic diet I mean his son was something like two years old and having 50 seizures a day Um, and he's a famous movie director so he's spoken openly and he'd actually left Hollywood to start a foundation for his son um, because nobody knew about the ketogenic diet back then and so he put him on this high fat diet and he literally within I think it was something like two weeks he went from 50 seizures a day to zero seizures Um, and so just understanding the power of diet and the power of nutrition really started like um, I started getting excited about it um, and so I just really kind of went from there and um, understanding really like, like cardio isn't the answer to weight loss and you know people are like oh you just have to run on a treadmill and eat as little calories and sure if you're super heavy then I get that that will eventually help um, but I don't necessarily think for me that was the right way to go and I I think like many of us got into a vicious cycle of I was going to the gym um, running on the treadmill for an hour and if I didn't I would beat myself up over the fact that I only did 30 minutes or you know um, then so I would restrict my calories to make up for the fact that I didn't run on the treadmill and it really came to a head when my health really deteriorated and it got to a point where I couldn't really eat and my digestive system was totally 
completely out of balance. I, um, my metabolic system, everything was just completely out of whack. And so I had to start taking, um, sorry, I was taking antibiotics because I was getting sick a lot but I was getting sick because my um, my digestive system wasn't working properly so it was like this vicious cycle so I was just on antibiotics for years and years and years and years to the point where because I couldn't then really digest food I couldn't work out because I couldn't sustain I didn't have energy and did you have like a diagnosis so, like yeah. did they know what was wrong with you well so it, it started getting worse and worse and worse and then one day I got the stomach flu and a couple of people in the office got the stomach flu and this was about two years ago now at Quest and a couple of us got in so we didn't really think anything of it we just thought it was a flu a week later two weeks later three weeks later I just couldn't eat every time I ate I would get massive cramping so yeah I started going to the doctors okay let me go to the you know this doctor let me go to the allergy doctor let me go to the gastric doctor like I just went to every possible doctor I could and of course every doctor was like oh this is your problem and sometimes they would contradict each other which is um, not helpful and eventually i, I got no it's i know it's not helpful because then you're like well who do i listen to i went yeah. to two doctors that have amazing reviews that are supposed to be incredible and they're telling me conflicting yeah. things and you're like you're the expert uh, yeah so that was a really difficult time and because i was going to all the doctors they kept saying don't eat this don't eat this this is your problem so again i started getting back to a really bad restrictive diet because all these people telling me that things weren't good for me and I got down to the point where I was literally eating five ingredients and that is absolutely like you didn't miss hear me five ingredients yeah. salt being one of them coconut oil um olive oil although I wasn't doing olive oil too much because I know that, that their smoking point is different um so I, it just it got really bad and then I um, am still suffering from it I um recently recently actually just started on a new track with an incredible company called Viome and they basically take take your um, microbiome they do all these tests and they break, break down every single bacteria and they then um, they explain to you what it is and how you solve it so literally two weeks ago I've been struggling I've been trying paleo diets grass-fed like just seeing what could I could do to help and eventually my um, my doctor turned around and said based on your result it shows that you have SIBO I don't know if you guys know what SIBO oh is oh my god yeah yeah so um for those people listening it's um small intestinal bacterial overgrowth so it means I've got bacteria growing in my digestive system that shouldn't be there um and in all and it's actually good bacteria but it's in the wrong place so now for this past week they basically said I have to strip all food all nutrients from my diet because I actually have to kill the good bacteria um and push all of it down into a different part of my digestive system and then i can rebuild it up now typically what they do to do to heal this is they give you antibiotics but of course you can understand antibiotics was the thing that caused the problem in the first place. right that sounds like you're just gonna be right back where you started like two years ago yeah exactly so so frustrating yeah it's it's crazy and it really did make me realize how specific a diet is to an each individual person that even what I'm saying and what I'm doing will not help maybe somebody else with SIBO and so I think that you have to be willing to try things experiment and that's the thing like I go into everything with absolute optimism yeah. like oh all right this 
this is going to be the one because if I go into it with a mindset of not again, oh my God, it's been two years, it's going to now mess up my physique and I've just been training hard. It's like I'm never, I'm not setting myself up for success. So for me, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's cut my diet back down. Let's go back to a couple of ingredients because this is going to work this time. And so having that mentality has really helped me just be excited about everything. And then the same going back to your question about the gym and working yeah. out for me it, it used to be about losing weight getting a certain body and then because I'd gone through all this there was like six months when I couldn't work out at all so when I got back to the gym I was like you know what I'm gonna do it for me like I'm not gonna do something that's gonna be torturous like I really want to go in the gym and enjoy it so I started lifting weights and that literally changed my entire outlook on health on fitness because I don't do an ounce of cardio and and, you know, my physique has definitely improved. Um, I find weight very empowering. So, again, kind of the mind and the body connection and making sure that when I'm in the gym, I'm fully focused. I give myself a task. I give myself a goal. And then seeing if I can hit it, I feel empowered by that. There's something yeah. about strength in that. My mind in the right mind space that when I have to tackle the day for my diet, I actually can without hesitation. And you look very strong, by the way. You have, like, amazing arms. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. That's such a great point all around of, like, what works for one person might, might not work for another person, but also, like, kind of to um, expand on what you're saying about, you know, you kind of started in one place and then moved on and, and learned, you know, actually what you what really makes you feel good is, is you know, more like weight work and um, it not only is what works for one person not going to work for another person, but what works for you now might not still be the thing that's working for you in a year or two years or five years or what worked for you five years ago might not work for you today. And, you know, you just all have to be constantly searching and um, constantly being honest with yourself about like, am I doing what I want to be doing? And if not, then okay, what's the next thing I can try? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, you just nailed it. Like you've got to be honest with yourself. And I think that so many people aren't in tune with their own bodies. You know, I knew that when I, I that when I was 16, I definitely wasn't. Right? I would look at all these models. I would look at other people's physiques. I'm like, all right, I need to just copy everything they're doing. And if it doesn't work, then that just means that I'm not doing it right. Versus, like what you said, be honest with yourself. See what works. And then just if you have to. Well, the, the thing that... Yeah, I and I, I mean, like... Nope, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I think the thing that I am always thinking about too is like we have such different body types and um, we think that one prescription is going to get us like the ideal physique. And mm -hmm. I love what you two, what you said too about you don't do cardio anymore because I think Claire and I have this discussion all the time of like I used to run marathons because I was like chasing this like ideal body type that was just never going to happen because I'm just built the way I'm built. And so it was just completely damaging everything that I was doing to my body. I wasn't being healthy at all. What were the things that you did in the past that you were like, look, looking back now, you're like, mm, I'm really glad I don't have to do that anymore. Um, yeah, the funny thing is, so I always like to think of myself as somebody who doesn't have regrets, because I think that when I look in the part, like, if I look back, and go, oh, I wish I had done that, then um, I don't know, like, it kind of messes with me in the present. But I'm going to contradict myself in saying that. And the one thing that has really just changed my life is everything that's happened with my digestion. So I would go back to that 16-year-old and say, look, it, body image isn't everything, right? Like, I think confidence 
Um, that's what you have to work on. That's what you need to work on and not worry about how you look and if you fit in. Um, because that, with restrictive dieting, I was getting sick. And then because I was getting sick, I was taking antibiotics. And because I was taking antibiotics, it was cutting, it was destroying my gut biome. And it took 15 years to really destroy it. And now I've been struggling for the last two or three years. Um, so, like, it's one of those, like, I, I don't know if I actually would change it, though. Like, if you put a gun to my my head and you're like would you actually press the button like would you actually do it because I don't know if I would be the same person I am today yeah. and I would love I don't know how to get through to those 16 year olds that are going through it now because doctors told me at the time like oh too many antibiotics isn't good for you okay like it wasn't like no one told me like I knew it yeah. um but no one explained why no one actually explained the details of the struggle and they just always said it wasn't good for you so if anything like if I could just use what I've been through use my experience and help people then I wouldn't go back and change it um so yeah I kind of struggle a little with that like I think that um it's like failing right whether it's in business or whether it's in a relationship it's like when you fail that's when you learn the most lessons so even though it, it sucks to fail like it really does and it never feels good but if you can use it as a strength afterwards like man that could be so powerful and so that's what I try to do um so yeah I don't know if that helps so kind of coming from that of you know if you can use it if you can kind of um you know use those experiences and and learn from them if someone is listening who's going through something similar with their gut or who's being told um multiple different things by different doctors or Mm. even being told multiple different things and and you know if they're they're trying to be honest honest with themselves but even that process is pulling them in multiple different directions yeah. from the experiences that you've had what advice would you give for advocating for yourself not only externally but also like how can you be your own advocate to you know not to like want to stay motivated to keep trying to find the next thing that's going to work for you rather than just being like you know what screw it I'm just going to take antibiotics or whatever it is for yeah. this or I'm just going to run and hate running even though you know I'm just going to accept that this is what I have to do yeah um it took me a long time to really figure that out and to be honest the thing now that um if someone's listening that i would do now is what are you trying to get to like what results are you actually trying to get right because if you have a clear goal so for me it's health i need to get healthy i want to get healthy so if you told me all i had to do to get healthy is sit on the sofa not work out for a year and eat ding-dongs i would do it now, that's not what I normally do. I haven't ever eaten ding-dongs, maybe once in my life. But um, Or like McDonald's, whatever is your favorite food, right? Um, I, if I can make one food healthy, it would be chicken McNuggets. I love them. All right, mm-hmm. there you and go. <laughs> they're so bad for me. I can't eat them, and my husband judges me, but I love them. <laughs> anyway. Well, everyone's got their one thing, right? Mine's ice cream, which sadly I haven't eaten in three years, so I'm worn I'm for ice cream. Um, but yeah, I would say keep your eye on the price. Because when you go through tough times, if you know what results you're trying to get to at the end of that rainbow, I find it so much easier to get through the struggle. So, for instance, it's hard for me not to work out. Like, I know that most people have the opposite, right? It's hard for people to get up and actually go to the gym. I'm the opposite. I find it hard not to because I get so much out of it emotionally and, like, internally that I have to tell myself. So, for instance, this last week, I haven't done any abs. That's hard for me. 
I love doing abs. I love seeing the results in the mirror. You know, we all get that like adrenaline rush when you see a vein pop or you see a muscle bulge. Um, and so I'm like that with my abs. Now, the thing is, I look at myself and say, what are my results I'm trying to achieve? It is health. So on this current diet that I'm on, I can't cramp my stomach. And so I tell my myself even though lisa you love to do abs and that you know that you would love and feel very emotionally fulfilled right now if you did it ultimately doesn't serve your final goal your final goal is to get healthy so it was it was then easy for me to just not do abs so i think that anytime you're struggling for me it's figure out what goal you're trying to get to and then every time you find a weakness or every time you find yourself going to do something that's going to be the antithesis Ethicist, just remind yourself of what that goal is and for me that has really really helped tremendously so when you talk about wanting health to be your goal to you what is being healthy feel like oh um i'm i'm gonna be very easy to um as a as an answer to be able to eat at a restaurant like I, i've so that's a good one yeah. Um, so I struggled two years ago really bad. I've spent the last two years building back up, but I got to a point where I hit a, a wall. So I could eat, let's say, you could probably give me a slice of pizza. I could probably have three bites, four bites maybe. But if I had beyond that, I would wake up the next day in absolute agony, um, inflamed digestive system. It would hurt when I would stand up for longer than five five minutes so it got to the point where I was like well what's the point of needing pizza when it just gives me so much pain but then I realized over two years like I wasn't helping I wasn't getting any further than that so I lived in this safe little box of fat and protein and maybe a tiny bit of carbs but even that it would mess me up so I realized like I had to take control of it I'm not willing to live an entire life where I'm just going to eat like that um it's not enjoyable for me um you know to be able to to have a birthday cake and enjoy it with your friends so I just said I've got to focus on my health and my goal is to be able to eat at a restaurant and you know or go to in fact go to a buffet in Las Vegas and be able to enjoy my food without <laughs> having two days of absolute crippling pain I mean it was crippling like I literally yeah. couldn't stand up and so that is my goal, but I know it's baby steps. And I know that that may take me another year now. But having understood what the problem is now, how I treat SIBO, all the steps I have to take to get there. Like, so for instance, right now what I've done is the, the last two days, I've had one carrot that I've added to my diet. One tiny little carrot a day. Um, like a baby carrot? It is a baby carrot, yeah. Oh. Yeah, one baby carrot. So literally, I sat there and again, in not feeling sorry for myself, I was like, oh, how do I eat this carrot? Do I cook it in oil? Do I eat it raw? Or do I shred it? I mean, like, you know, it's like you've got to find the joy because otherwise life's going to be so miserable. Yeah. Um, and is it like you're just testing it out to see how your body reacts? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So because I can't the healthy bacteria right now, there's only certain um, he uh, healthy foods I can eat, certain vegetables I can eat that won't help. Yeah. Um, the bacteria grow back and so carrot is one of them so the, the doctor that I'm working with has given me a breakdown and so she literally said okay you have to add one carrot oh. to your diet for the next week each day um, and yeah I mean it totally sucks but I've got a choice I've got a choice to feel sorry for myself or I've got a choice to say all right use this as empowerment use this as a demonstration of um, how you get to the other side right and yeah. so kind of going back to your question of health it's 
really stepping stones. So my long-term goal is to be able to eat a bowl of ice cream and not feel pain. Um, stepping stones, my first step is to be able to eat a restaurant again. Um, but, but it's, yeah, that's... So I recently read an article that talked a lot about goals and how, you know, we set goals all the time and it's really exciting to say, oh, I achieved this goal. But I think what's even better and it really kind of nails down this point that what's more exciting is we have to start looking at that after you achieve a goal or searching towards, I don't know, many goals, but that things will always be getting better and that you're always improving. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of kind of like the same thing of it's not the destination it's the journey but I think that's a really right. good way of framing it too of like we have to really focus that things things are going to be improving like we're gonna we're gonna make it and stumbling blocks may come along our path and they most likely will because that's life but that right. we have to kind of just put faith in the fact that things are just going to keep getting better and we should be really excited mm -hmm. about that instead mm -hmm. of like I'm going to fit into a size whatever you know so mm -hmm. um I, I don't know I just I want to bring something up too really quickly because Claire and I will deal with this every once in a while that I want to get your take on it too and um, absolutely like from the heroic standpoint um there's there's times when folks will um uh I don't want to say like project but sometimes like we've gotten a couple emails or comments or things like that where people will be like you don't understand what it's like because I have mm -hmm. a ton of you know I have a ton of weight to lose and you don't know what it's like to struggle with health and fitness um, because you both, you know, you don't experience it the way I experience it. And it's really hard for me to, I'm like, yeah, I get that piece. But, um, you know, there's, there's times when I will look at someone on Instagram and if I'll, you know, they look like they're just like, quote unquote, have the perfect body. I'll be like, well, what do they have to worry about? Mm -hmm. I think it just like mm -hmm. nails down the point that like, we're all dealing with stuff and we have to really stop comparing. Like everyone's, that's really a hard concept for us to understand, all of us. Yeah, it really is. And I think that we just live in a world where um, it's easy to make somebody else extraordinary. And um, Lisa Nichols actually said this, and it stuck with me for like ever. It's yeah. like, don't make me extraordinary to get you off the hook. Right. It's like it's easy to look at other people from an abstract perspective, whether it's a photo or something go wow I love her physique and that's actually one thing that I'm on a mission to do is, is speak very openly about all the issues and struggles that I'm going with because from the outside it's like yes I I have the arms I've always wanted and I worked hard for 15 years to get my arms the way they look and I worked hard at it but the truth is that doesn't define me and the truth is I'm suffering so intensely on this other side that if you it's kind of going back to what I was trying to say earlier. It's like, if you tell me, Lisa, you have to sit on your bar and eat ice cream to get your stomach better, but hey, you're going to lose your abs and you're going to lose your arms. I would say absolutely. Like in a heartbeat, I would do that. Yeah. I would happily lose the look that I have now for my health. And the reason is, is because I believe that I can always get it back, right? I have the mindset to always adjust. Um, and so, but I just, I have to make sure that I take care of myself first first and putting things into perspective like that I think makes a difference and then understanding what other people are going through like oh you don't understand the body type it's like no I don't, don't understand but I do understand what it's like to be insecure and I do understand what it's like to not feel perfect and yeah. I do understand what it's like to look at others and wish that that I looked like them. Now, it may be very different, right? You may be 150 pounds overweight and I may not be, but I understand the mindset and the emotions that that person's going through. 
And that I think is that is what is the most important yeah, that's thing. a really good point. I think that's, that's a really a good distinction, too, of, like, you're right. I, I might, you know, I'm not, not having the same experience as you are. And there are certain things that people will go through. You know, it's, like, there is, um, I think I know one of the comments that Joy is referring to. And, like, there is a very very different experience that um, people who are overweight have, especially in our culture. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, a lot of times they can be treated very differently. And, you know, you're not, um, if you are somebody who's naturally thin or athletic looking, mm-hmm. like you're going to be treated a little bit differently or in some cases a lot differently. Mm-hmm. But I love, love what you said of like, you're right. I don't know how that feels, in, you know, like that specific thing. No, I have not had that specific experience, but that doesn't mean that I don't understand what these larger feelings are of insecurity of you know not being good enough of you know not um of the person who you are not being the person who you feel like other people want you to be yeah and I I noticed that a lot when we were at Quest so um when we started building Quest we definitely knew that um the big focus was going to be on um weight loss right people struggle to not eat the you know apple pie so hey let's make an apple pie bar that's going to taste lovely that you can also bake and it's going to give that satisfaction um so we knew that that was you know we hit that kind of market now what i personally didn't see coming is the um the demographic of anorexics that started to reach out to us and bulimics that started to reach out to us saying that our protein bar had really helped them um establish a healthy relationship with food again and and there were times where I would see negative comments on these, you know, transformations of anorexics that we would do. And I started seeing, you know, people almost hating on them, like, oh, yeah, yeah it must be tough to be skinny or, or whatever. Oh. And it just broke my heart because yeah. it's it's not about the weight, right? The no. issue is that someone who's 200 pounds overweight and the issue of somebody that's like anorexic and, you know, can barely stand, the, the base and foundation of those issues, of their issues are exactly the same it's not feeling good in your own skin hating your reflection um all of these things that are so prominent and i would say most women like i think i would get hate if i said all women so i'm gonna go with most women (laughs) but don't you think i mean like every single woman you've pretty much met in your life has had an issue at some point with their reflection with their body image absolutely oh yeah so if we're all on the same page if we all know the struggle why do we judge if it's well you've got bigger hips than me because I've been naturally born with skinny hips or you know like to me it's so crazy that we're attacking each other because if someone says to you joy you know like oh well you don't know you know what it's like to be like this it's like but I'm sure the struggles you have gone through are exactly the same as that person writing that hateful comment yeah so yeah what's the lisa nichols quote that you said because i want to remember that excuse me it's like wow excuse me um don't make me extraordinary to get you off the hook don't make me extraordinary because people look at let's say yeah yeah so people let's say will look at an athlete for instance michael jordan and they will say well i mean yeah he's the best in the world but he's so naturally gifted now, if I want to be a basketball player, I'm kind of letting myself off the hook by saying Michael Jordan is the best and he's naturally gifted mm-hmm. because now it's like, well, he, he was born with it, so I can't compete. Now, the truth is, if Michael Jordan never went on a basketball court, <clears throat> excuse me, never picked up a basketball, never practiced, didn't grind day in, day out, if he didn't put in the work, he 
wouldn't have been the best basketball player. Mm-hmm. So by making him extraordinary to get you off the hook is an excuse for you not getting up and doing it yourself. Yeah. I love Nick- Lisa Nichols. I haven't heard her in a while. I'm so glad you brought her up. Yeah, we actually had her on one of our shows and it was one of those moments that, that you know, when just a quote hits you like a ton of yeah, bricks. That's that one happens. that I would... Because, because here's the thing. I think it's very easy to look at other people and say they're lucky. I catch myself doing it even now. Totally. You know, I think it's just instinctual. Right? We're only human. And that's the thing. I think instinctually we do it to protect our our own egos. And so when I catch myself doing it, that's when I repeat the phrase in my my head and I say, no, don't make them extraordinary. If you can't do that, it's because you've chosen not to put your time and effort into doing it. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So, um, Talk to me about Impact Theory and kind of the mission behind what you and Tom are wanting to do with Impact Theory. Yeah, so Impact Theory was really um, came from inside Quest. So we built Quest Nutrition. My husband had some business partners and we all built the company, did extremely well, loved every minute of it. We were really making a difference to people's lives. People were writing in and you know, um, overweight people or just, you know, people who had diabetes and um, that we'd really changed their lives. And so that was very exciting. And the one thing we noticed, though, is so my husband's family are severely overweight. And and so that was part of, um, okay, well, look, if you're going to do something, you can help your family. Like That would be incredible. The problem was as as Quest was getting bigger, his family wasn't losing any weight. And we would offer, you know, certain people in his family free Quest products. I mean, you know, um, a dietitian, and they still didn't lose weight. And it became very evident that the mindset was a big part of people's health. And if you didn't want to get healthy, and it's not even just about losing weight, if you didn't want to get healthy, if you didn't want to be fit, if you didn't want to improve your life in general, you weren't going to do it. And when I met my husband, he definitely had a fixed mindset, as did I. And we both grew into g- gaining a, um, a growth mindset. You know, Carol work, obviously, mindset, the book is incredible. Um, <clears throat> and it really made us realize, like, you can do anything as if you set your mind to it. And so at Quest, we had really nailed the body aspect of it. Like, for the people who had the right mindset, they could go to Quest. They could turn to us. We were going to be there for them and we were going to help them on their journey. But what about the people that didn't? And that's where we started a show called Inside Quest, which was to deal with the mind. It was getting thought leaders on, people like Lisa Nichols, Peter Diamandes. We interviewed Tony Robbins. Um, getting people on um, that could talk about the mindset and talk about the combination between the body and the mind. And so we got a lot of athletes on the show, to be honest, because they have that understanding that you've got to believe that you're number one to get to be number one. And as we developed that over time, it came, became very evident that my husband and his business partners had a different vision of where quest was going. Um, and out of respect for the business partners and understanding what everybody's mission is, because I really do believe you need to be enjoying every single day and not just live a life of misery for money or you know for the end result like you said earlier it's Mm -hmm. the path Mm -hmm. it's the actual journey it's not the destination um and so over time my husband and I just realized like this is something we're truly passionate about and we've done obviously very successful with quest nutrition and that's kind of like a well-oiled machine um 
what if we just said effort and just put our money into building a studio and really um, creating content that can empower people, empower them in the mind. Um, And so that's where we started Impact Theory. So we transitioned from inside quest the show to impact theory the show um and now our our long-term goals we're talking about long-term and short-term goals our long-term goal in 10 to 20 years is to have a studio that rivals disney and the reason why i say disney is when you go to see a disney movie you know what to expect right you know it's going to be fun you know it's going to be happy you know it's going to be joyful you can take your kids to it but if i if you say you're going to go watch a sony movie you have no idea what type of film it is is it a horror is it a comedy and so impact theory we want to be the hub of uh, as a studio that is creating content that is based on empowerment um, about mindset to get people to get up and take action but we also recognize like with the quest bar where you can't change behavior and that was actually how quest as a um as an idea developed it's like you can't change behavior you can't tell people don't want ice cream don't want an apple pie because because naturally people want that type of thing so there's going to be a very small amount of people that are willing to eat chicken and broccoli and a very small amount of people that are going to willing to go to the gym yeah and i really don't think they're like a hundred percent enjoying that like they're 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 lying if they're like i hundred percent enjoy this right exactly so but if i gave you food that you want to eat and it happens to be good for you now you're leveraging behavior you're not changing it and so we're using that same model with impact theory it's like people love to watch movies people love to watch television shows people love to read comics read books and listen to music now what what if that all happened to be empowering yeah so we we do things that make us feel good like we do things like every single thing we do is to make us feel good and that's kind of that's when food gets into trouble because it makes us feel good so i think that's a very smart idea because i think the we're never going to get away from the fact that like food is pleasurable and people can abuse that pleasure and blah 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 um but i think that kind of really focusing on mindset and self-love and um being nice to yourself is really at the core of all of this because if we are eating something and then we feel guilty after you're you're immediately that's a red flag that you have a bad relationship with food or same like with relationships or with the job or like fill in the blank but if we can really learn to shift our mindset and claire and i talk a lot about this too of just like going back to the core of like how you feel about yourself and what is your definition Mm -hmm. of health and how you're feeling about your life and then how that trickles into everything that you do day in and day out. Right, exactly. And I actually have a question. Have you, you guys seen um, Wonder Woman? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, how did you feel when you left that movie? I cried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. When you left, did you feel like kind of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel I like <laughs> I felt yeah, I felt like the picture of you and Cassie in your on your picture yeah. in your, like it like busting yeah. like busting through that piece of paper. That's how I felt. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing, like, but isn't that like incredible? You feel so empowered. Yeah. And in that moment, like, you feel like I can do anything. And the problem is that's momentary, right? So how do you fuel yourself to get that? on a constant basis it's difficult yeah um you know so surround yourself with people that are similar to you like obviously you guys have a great mindset and definitely riff off each other and i think that's very strong and i think that's important and 
Like, I try to watch things that empower me. I try to listen to music that empowers me. I try to do things that empower me. Like, so when Cassie and I were doing that photo shoot, it's like, let's put on, like, our badass clothes and let's just have fun. Because um, it does, like, putting, putting that out there changes your brain chemistry. It changes yeah. the way you feel. And it can be so empowering and it just gives every single person the, the slight view that you can do it too. Yeah. Right? All these people that feel that maybe listen to this right now, that feel like they're helpless or they can't do it, it's like, yes, you can. You know, you just have to own that and be given um, the opportunity, but also you have to manipulate your own brain chemistry to then actually act on it. Well, I've, and I, I love that you guys are doing that too because not a lot of people know how to do that. And I think that's um, just more content around empowering and making you feel good is a really good starting point because if you feel good, you're going to want to do better things for yourself and it kind of all trickles down. But um, the other thing I want to uh, ask you too is I hear people, I don't know, I've heard people talk about luck and how they're like, oh, they're just lucky or so-and-so is mm -hmm. just lucky. Like you just kind of like stumbled into these things. And like, I think of actors and actresses where, yeah, like you could just win the luck of the draw of that movie needing mm -hmm. this type of character and this type of actress. And that like, and then all of a sudden you're in this blockbuster film. Like you can't really say that that's like a plan. Like you just probably got some really awesome stroke of luck. But I also think that it takes a lot of hard work. Like you said, like Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. like you... I think there's so much of that like preparation and opportunity that creates your your life. Hundred percent. And <clears throat> I actually heard Oprah say that once, like 15 years ago, where um, luck is where um, preparation opportunity me. And I think that's absolutely right. It's like luck. Yes, um, an opportunity may land on your lap, but let me tell you, if you haven't worked hard every single day to be prepared for that moment, you're gonna fall on your face and. So then your opportunity isn't there. And so, yeah, I definitely think that people like to think of it as, oh, you're just lucky. And yes, I do believe that there's some luck involved. But man, it will not, like, luck alone will not get you success. Yeah. For sure. It just won't. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's, I think I'm projecting that because I'll think of that sometimes where I'm like, well, like the excuses that I make for myself will sometimes mm -hmm. fall to that arena. But it's just, right. I, I like in my heart of hearts, I am. I am totally with you where I'm like, I, I can do whatever I want. Like I am a strong person and I can dream and I can dream big and I can do whatever the heck I want um, and, and bust through that piece of paper. But um, yeah. so I want to finish up too, because we're almost out of time, but I really want to talk a little bit about how you and Cassie, like what was your drive and your mission? Um, like Claire and I, when we started this podcast, we were like, we want to hear a woman's voice in the world around mm -hmm. fitness and health. Mm -hmm. And um like that was like our burning desire to put that content into the world. So what was it that like really sparked the desire between you and Cassie to put out, to develop Sheroic? Yeah. So when um, Cassie and I first met, so um, I was running our media department at Quest. And so that was my, um, my mission was to build the studio up with Inside Quest, all the content we were doing ourselves. <clears throat> and so we did a show called Cooking Clean with Quest. And the host was Cassie Ho. And so my, the CMO of Quest um, knew of her. She had actually posted a, um, a picture of a Quest bar. And so we reached out to her, brought her in as the host. And so she came in and I just thought, you know, here is a big YouTuber. You know, they're going to be really fussy and, you know, kind of be a bit outlandish. Now, that was totally on me. I thought that, that she would like that. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, you just kind of stereotype 
stereotype people and again that's one thing that i try to catch myself on i just think it's natural for people to stereotype like i don't think we mean to um but anyway i definitely stereotyped her as like a youtube uh, a D. yeah and she comes in she was like the sweetest woman ever like super sweet not fussy i mean to the point where like she had goosebumps and i'm like i had to go to her manager and say i think she's cold but she keeps saying she's okay and he's like yeah she is cold and i was like well why didn't you guys tell me like i've been asking you for an hour you know if there's anything i can do for you but she just she doesn't like she's not a diva like that and so that was of course the first thing that i just admired about her like here she is she can command and demand anything she wants and she doesn't um and then as i started to talk to her i realized wow she's like incredibly um like intuitive about business like forget the youtube thing because i think people actually dismiss her because she's so big on youtube but as a businesswoman a woman who understands that in the fitness business right there's going to be another younger girl that's going to come along eventually that's going to take your or try to take your position right there's i mean when you think about how many youtube um fitness videos are out there now um she understood that in business you have to be able to sell something as well and that it has to be tangible and so in talking to she had like her own clothing line but she understood garments she was dealing with you know like manufacturers in china and she was you know we were talking about hr departments and employees and so there was this incredibly business savvy woman who i never really and so as I got friendly with her I was like you have to like are you ever gonna show this side of you because your videos are amazing and you're doing amazingly well but like you've got this side of you that I think other young girls need to see and hear because they just think it's easy for you or you're lucky right kind of going back to luck and so every time I would hang out with her I'd be like okay so when are you talking about business when are you gonna do this when are you gonna do that and eventually I was bugging her so much that I was like you know what there needs to be like someone needs to be doing this so if Cassie's not going to do it, then I'll just do it. So we went out for dinner again, and I said to her, like, all right, like, if, if you're not going to do it, then I'm going to do a po- female empowerment podcast, but would you be my first guest if I did? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. But, of course, I never did it, so she was bugging me. <laughs> eventually, one, like, we were going back and forth for, like, yeah. six months. So eventually, she texts me, and she's like, Lisa, should we just do a podcast together? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, that makes the most sense. I can't believe, like, neither of us ever said anything or did anything about it and because we have like our fundamentals are the same right it's we believe in the same thing when it comes to health we believe in the same thing when it comes to business we believe in being able to fail and not feeling bad about it but we still are very different people and we still have very different perspectives on things um you know obviously uh, she loves doing, you know, all the different, she likes mixing up her fitness videos and doing all these different workouts. And like for me, you'll never catch me doing anything, at least for now, other than weights. So we basically were like, okay, we've got these different sides of our personalities that we can show. Um, I think it's important for young girls now to really un- understand the world that they're growing up in. And I wish that I had had somebody that was brutally honest, and I mean brutally honest about all the things I'm going to fail all the bad all the hardship like I want to be told that so I can help either prepare myself or change the path that I'm on versus going down a dangerous path that has obviously ruined my health and you know um, made me struggle over the years and like I said like look I think struggle can be incredible and I think you can learn amazing things from it but if there's that one person that I can help by even doing your podcast or you know doing the Sheroic podcast or that one nugget of gold that you know may have helped somebody then 
I'm I'm on the board, you know, like I've um, been fortunate to have success with business with Quest. Um, and the most incredible thing that I ever learned from that is that money isn't what makes you happy. And, um, you know, I mean, me, my husband and I could have retired on a, on a private island um, a couple of years ago and that would have been that. Mm-hmm. But that sounds terribly miserable to mm-hmm. me and that sounds like a lonely life and that doesn't serve anyone but me and that is not what I'm um, – that's not my mission in life. So yeah. Yeah. that was very easy. And Cassie has the same mindset. You know, you know she's helping all these people with fitness – but, you know, that's not just her and that doesn't just define her. And she has so many other incredible things to share with the world about being a female, about being a female in business, about being a female in the limelight. Um, you know, all these things that I think that she really can help others. Um, you know, we're just both very aligned with that. And yeah, I think it really so the podcast was. a Yeah, I think it really nails home the idea that we are wired to just continue to grow and so if we even though we just always as humans want to focus on what we don't have thinking that that's going to make us happy it's such a testament of what you just said too of your experience of you're like we could have retired in an island and you're like but that would have been so miserable because like where's the growth after that and um Mm -hmm. there's one of my favorite researchers sean accord talks so much about happiness and he researches happiness and studies happiness in the workplace and talks about how once we hit a goal our mind immediately goes to the next threshold and sets the next bar Hmm. so if you hear of the people who are doing you know like winning an oscar or winning an olympic gold medal Mm -hmm. or you know whatever winning fill in the blank that you're immediately like you enjoy it but then your mind just goes to the next bar it just keeps setting Mm -hmm. the bar higher and higher um so it's just i don't think people i think we project a lot of that because if we want to feel if we're feeling bad we're like well then this might make me feel happy so i'm going to drive towards Mm -hmm. that but i love that i just love that pod i don't know how you feel about just doing podcasts with cassie but i just i love that there's a platform now there's so many voices out there for women to take in empowering women and just different voices of information that I don't think was accessible to us before. Um, I like what you said too, just about helping people through your experiences. And I fear sometimes that like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, please. I just was thinking like, sometimes I really get sad that, that girls in their 20s, they're they're still gonna have to suffer. You know what I mean? Like, I can't save them from that. And they're just gonna have to go through those times of insecurity and like, just, you know, falling flat on their face, like we all have had to do. But I think Mm -hmm. that if there's like one piece of information that my voice says, or our voices say that kind of saves them from some pain or insecurity like I think it's worth it but um there's times where I'm like man I just I made it so hard on myself when I was younger right yeah and that's the thing it's um I think we put so much pressure on ourselves and I don't think that I haven't figured out yet a way of eliminating that I think that's you know at certain ages I mean I I think our brain doesn't stop developing until we're 25 like that's crazy right like if your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 25. So at the age of 16, you've still got so far to go um, that I don't know how to stop people from, like, I guess, getting into those holes and making those mistakes. But like you said, like, maybe we can't and maybe 
be all we can do is be some form of a compass and helping people direct right like look i've been through this if you're going through it too this is the direction i took and then allow them to kind of stumble through it um but what you guys are doing i mean honestly it's absolutely incredible um you know you guys are doing podcasts on weekends and evenings to make sure that you're still doing it like that is so incredible you don't have to do that right like there's no like um gun to your head like you guys could yeah it's a choice (laughs) and the fact that you're willing to take up all your free time to do this to make a difference like there just needs to be more people out there like you guys like with what we're doing on Sheroic Mm -hmm. where we're here to help and empower people in general right like there's no direct correlation between doing podcasts and you know um you know like winning the lottery it's not like all of a sudden you're going to get a check in the mail like and you're going to get millions and millions of dollars it's day in day out grind sticking with it when you're getting those bad comments those bad reviews where people are writing in saying it's okay for you and you know it hurts because especially when you're trying to do it from a place of really caring about people um it can hurt and the fact that you guys keep still keep going you know is obviously extremely admirable um and so yeah i love what you guys are doing and how much energy and time you guys put into it um to make a difference and i think that from my perspective um that's what i love doing about podcasts right Mm -hmm. about talking to people like you guys that i never would have met otherwise i know isn't Um, that cool i love it it's so cool and to meet people that are like-minded like you Mm -hmm. right it's um we just uh interviewed laurie harder and she talks about being you know um having tribes and i love that notion Mm -hmm. where it's like in doing podcasts and listening to either people or doing interviews whether i'm interviewing people or you know being interviewed it's like you start to realize and find people that are like-minded like you and i think that's so important because then there are people that can help elevate you because look no one can do it by themselves right it's like back in the day when you had a baby it you know the phrase it takes a village to you know um raise a child it's like that's true you need camaraderie you need allies you need people to help you through the tough times and it's not a bad thing if you have to reach out for help right like i would do that in a heartbeat yeah how many times have you and cassie had feedback where someone one of your listeners writes you and it's just like thank you so much for what you do i don't feel as alone like i, I thought i was the only one like that's oh what keeps God. claire and i going yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent. i mean that's my fuel yeah um my absolute fuel in fact i almost and i'm not a teary person this is me and cassie actually laugh about this because she bless her um tears up on the top of the hat <laughs> she's so cute um, yeah <laughs> She's so freaking cute. She'll, you know, like, yeah, tear up because she. I've told her a story about my dog, you know, I mean, yeah. and, and I never cry. I probably cry like twice a year. Um, but I, I got so emotional when I got this one direct message literally a couple of days ago where someone was like, um, thank you for speaking up. It was like a, a post that I did and they said, thank you so much for, for speaking up. I want to print this out and read it to my daughter every night before she goes to bed. And I was like, oh my God, you just literally yanked on my heartstrings um that makes it worth it like oh my god anytime that i'm thinking about complaining because i'm tired let me tell you i'm just going to read that message that lady sent me because um knowing that i'm making a difference will help push me that extra minute that extra hour that extra day where i'm feeling tired where i'm feeling burnt out because that is my fuel and i mean like you said getting those messages is just you know can really make a difference yeah how do you guys feel, actually? What, 
about you guys about about doing that like when we get emails about, yeah exactly yeah. yeah well when we get those emails it's uh I, I've said this before but sometimes there'll be days because Claire and I've been doing this for is it four years Claire I lose track to yeah yeah four and a half years. four and a half years wow and yeah oh, and stop. so we have been doing this for so long that there's days where I'm like you know, should we keep doing this? This is a lot of time and energy and like, we still love it, but you know, does it really make a difference? And I swear to God, every single time I question it, we'll get an email <laughs> that just floors me. And I'm just like, how did we get so lucky to be able to create this tribe of people that listen to us every single week and write us and like, tell us amazing things about their lives, just sight unseen. They, you know, we don't know them, but they're like, I just want you to know that yeah. this saved me or I was you know, going through postpartum depression and, you know, mm. hearing your episode about postpartum really helped me and I went out and got help or um, Joy talking about going to therapy really helped me go to therapy or, you know, whatever. It's just those are the things that yeah. keep us going. We're like, okay, well, we're going to keep doing this because that to mm -hmm. me is priceless. Yeah. And just as an answer, you didn't get lucky. You worked your butt off and you were gritty. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get so lucky. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that you brought the lucky conversation back up because one thing I wanted to say was uh, there's a quote that I love that says the good um, the hard work puts you where the good luck can find you. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. like, so it's a little bit of both. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta get yourself there. Like you have to, you still have to put in the legwork, and so you know true. then you might get you might get your break, but it, it won't be because you didn't work for it. Right, exactly. Yeah, and not to give up. You know, yeah. nothing, nothing comes easy. And if you can find the joy in, God, I hate to sound cheesy, but if you can find the joy in the struggle, um, you know, like, like it just, it becomes all worth it. Some of the cheesy sayings are the best sayings. So we just <laughs> no. have to say like, even though they're cheesy, they are so true. <laughs> We're just going to have to deal with it. But then you like how we have to preface it. <laughs> I know. I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, this sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. It's so true. I know. We can't help ourselves, but use it in a way. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for taking time tonight. We had a blast talking to you. Oh, oh guys, thank you so much for having me on. I think you guys are awesome. Yeah. Keep, keep up the amazing work. And likewise. So tell our listeners where they can find you and Cassie and where you're the most active yeah. on social. So you can find me personally at Lisa Bilyeu. That's B-I-L-Y-E-U on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find Be Sheroic at Be Sheroic on Instagram and Facebook. The podcast is called The Sheroic Podcast. And you can find Impact Theory on YouTube or on the podcast Impact Theory. Um, or on YouTube, it's a little confusing, but on YouTube, it's Tom Bilyeu. And that's my last name as well, B-I-L-Y-E-U. Your fabulous husband. Oh, my fabulous husband. Husband, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> he seems like it. You guys seem like you'll keep quite... him around. Yeah, you'll keep him around. <laughs> yeah, I, I told him that. Like, I think now after fifteen years of marriage, I think my visa's pretty safe. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my visa's safe. I got fifteen years of filmmaking experience, teaching for free, and um, I got all the free quest protein bars i can possibly muster so that is so funny you're like so you you can you can relax i'm i'm yeah. really with you for you exactly. now i might keep the him first, now <laughs> you know the, the, the first 15 years was just about the quest bars the next 15 years <laughs> you can actually get, you know, don't get the visa, yeah, the visa. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. All right, All right. listeners. Thank you so much. Um, listeners, you know where to find us. Um, go check out Lisa and the She Rogue podcast. Thank you again so much for coming on. And um, yeah, hopefully we will uh, get a chance to talk again soon. Absolutely. And next time you guys are in LA, you got to hit me up. Come, come check out the Absolutely. studio. Absolutely. Yeah, We'd, We'd love it. We'd love it. All right. I'll, take care. To that. <laughs> we love you. <ya. laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.